0: and welcome to the Sports Comedy Show. I'm the host and creator of the show, Paul Salerno. Today we have another episode of Talk Radio, and our theme today will be fantasy football. I'll be talking a little bit about fantasy football because this is draft week coming up as we're getting ready to get go into the football season. So fantasy football has been the topic of big discussions as of late. Also, I'd like to remind everybody that the Sports Comedy Show is recorded at Studio 28 here in Las Vegas, and that is the home of the Los, of the Sports Comedy Show. Plus, our website is now live at sportscomedyshow.net. And last but not least, you can always send comments and remarks um, to my email, and that's thesportscomedyshow@gmail.com. at gmail.com. I do love hearing from you people, so if you got something to say, don't be afraid, send me an email. The Sports Comedy Show at gmail.com. All right, let's get into it and uh, see what we got going on. Now, as I mentioned, um, the theme will be fantasy. So, at the end of the show, I'm going to give you what I believe is my fantasy sleeper, which I believe is going to be a good pick for fantasy. So, for those who are here for the fantasy, to see what's going on with fantasy, hang around to the end. I got a good sleeper for you. But before we do that, let's get caught up with what's going on in the world of sports and uh, everything that's been happening lately. So, as we know, basketball and hockey, the playoffs are in full swing. Um, let's get started with basketball and uh, get caught up with them. Now, on my last show, I predicted that the Rockets would be a team to keep an eye on and go pretty far. And sure enough, they did get past the first round, and, and their, uh, Westbrook is now black. He's, he's looking good as is Harden and the whole team, and they now go up against the Lakers. Everybody thinks the Lakers are going to be in the finals. I've even had a few friends think it's going to be a Lakers-Celtics final, um, and it very well could be. I, I don't think it'll be that, but I'm going to stick with the Rockets. I think they're, um, as I mentioned last time, they're a team of destiny, and, and now that you got Westbrook and Harden together, um, I think they can make some noise. So I'm going to stay with them, and let's see how they do against the Lakers in this next season. I'm sorry, in this next series. Okay, let's go to the East. Well, it looks like the heat is on, and the Bucks stops with the Miami Heat. They're up two games to none, and um, it, it looks pretty clear that the Bucks are in a funk. Um, it, you know, the Heat has shut down uh, Um it, Some of the other things that I think that's going against the Bucs here is, is got to keep in mind that there is no home crowd and the Bucks' are a team, once they get on a roll, they get that crowd going, especially at home, it's hard to stop. That's gone. And um, another big reason is the Heat is, um, their big, their big frontmen have stepped up. Butler and Crowder and even Iguodalia yeah. has come on strong. So uh, the, the Heat is, is right now definitely, probably the biggest surprise and the best team. And I would not be surprised if it carries momentum. Uh, into the next this if they finish off this series and even the next I would not be surprised if we see the Miami heat in the east So also uh, another one worth mentioning. I did mention on my last um, uh, Talk radio episode the Denver Utah. I thought would go down to the wire Well sure enough it did it went to game seven. It went down to the final seconds on the final shot um, I just you know when you see something like that you can tell when two teams are evenly matched and uh, especially now in the bubble with no crowd and, and the lack of, of that forward momentum that the six-man brings, so to say, as the crowd as they speak to it, um, uh, you could just see that that, that series uh, was going to go very going to go right down to the wire. Uh, Denver did prevail. And they're going to go up against the Clips. Clips going to be a little bit tougher for Denver. Um, I, I think Denver will make a good series out of it. But um, I look for the Clips to keep moving. Um, so a few other things worth mentioning here in the NBA is uh, from what we've seen now that, the, you know, they've been playing in a bubble and, and uh, it's been a couple weeks, so we can make some, some analogy of what we've seen, is it's different in the bubble. These games have so far been high-scoring games, and that's and, and they're more like scrimmages. Yes, they put the virtual crowds and the sounds in, which I kind of talked about in my um, on a theme, either one or two times back, and kind of how funny that was. But when you're there, and for those people, it's like a scrimmage. It's a shoot around. It's you know the days of bump and grind, especially now with a virus. And the last thing they want to do is get sweaty and rub arms. These guys are just it's a free it's a it's a free for all. They're shooting left and right. It's a, become a three point game. So the high scoring games are in effect, and um, the defense has really kind of stepped back. Although. As we uh, move into the playoffs now, as we move into the playoffs, I think you'll start to see the defense start to come out more. Ultimately, because as you uh, defense wins championships, and so I I think you'll start to see these scores come down a little bit. But on what we've seen so far, it's just been pure offense and pure shoot around, and and it's been a big thing for the over games. All right, so let's get into something else that's going on this weekend, which is going to be kind of fun. And that is, it's Kentucky Derby Day tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow is the 146th running of the Kentucky Derby. Now this year, talk about a sport that's been all out of whack. Um, (laughs) That would be, be horse racing. Uh, the the three big the, the three big races of took on a different order um, instead of the Kentucky Derby going first um, it was the Belmont Stakes and the winner was Tis the Law and now as we get closer to uh, to the Derby every, that's he is the talk of the town everybody's talking about Tis the Law but tomorrow we have the Kentucky Derby and excuse me and then the Preakness Stakes will be next month as that rounds out the Triple Crown. So, let's take a look at some of these horses here in Kentucky Derby and, um, and uh, see what we got for tomorrow. And uh, let me see, if, as I look at this, again, it's a comedy show, so I'm going to put a little bit of comic on this. Um, the, it's funny that I noticed that the, the big favorites, they moved to the end of the, uh, the pole position. Horses 16, 17, and 18 have taken on the, uh, the three favorites, are now at the outside instead of the inside. Um, And in the number one position, who was in the inside, was Finnick the Fierce. Turns out this horse has only one eye. Um, And and they put him on the pole position. Now I could just see a horse with one eye coming out of the gate in the pole position and just kind of going as fast as he can and veering to the left and veering to the right and taking out the whole crowd just like if it was a, a a bad accident in a NASCAR race. Well, there is some good news to my comical spin on that one. As it turns out, there has been two late scratches here. Finnick the Fierce is one of them. And also, King Guillermo is another scratch. So there's only going to be 16 horses tomorrow in the Kentucky Derby. But I just thought that was funny to put a horse with only one eye in the pole position. What could go wrong there? Too incredible. All right, so keep in mind, um, there's not going to be any crowds. At the uh, Kentucky Derby, they're they're, they're no different than all the other sports. There's no crowds. So, you know, I think they should have the virtual crowds, as I mentioned before. Maybe that would spike it up a little bit. And, yes, I think they should even have a virtual Mr. Ed. Remember Mr. Ed? I still think he's the greatest horse out there and the most well-known. And could you just see a virtual Mr. Ed walking around going, Wilbur, what am I doing here? Get it. Did our agent get this gig? I don't understand what's going on. That would just be true comedy. They should have some type of virtual crowd, and even Mister Ed out there. I think it would add some comic to uh, some comedy to our Kentucky Derby. Also, um, tomorrow, you know, Kentucky Derby is the big fashion day. Granted, we're in summer; it's hotter than hell. But normally, it's in spring. So this is the day where the lady wears those big fancy hats. And since they're not going to be wearing them in the crowd. All the ladies at home, put on your fancy hats, celebrate the Kentucky Derby, get up, look pretty for it, and, and uh, bring, a, bring, a, bring a little excitement to your household and to everybody around you as we need it, as we celebrate the Kentucky Derby. All right, now I am going to give you a prediction. You can't talk about horse racing and not have a prediction because the you know, funny thing, if you ever go to a sports book, all they do is sit around, you got a bunch of old-timers sitting around reading these the 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 horse racing um the horse racing guides and they don't know they don't know nothing so whenever somebody says a good pick out all the ears pop up in here oh really You, you got inside information how do you know is that the good pick all right i'll take them off is that two horse the number of good horse so i'm gonna give you a prediction i've been looking them over and i do have a prediction and that's right i'm gonna go with honor ap um, Honor AP has been running fast. He had a good win at the Santa Anita. He just lost at Del Mar to A Thousand Words, who's a, another favorite in here. The, the track is clean. They've, uh, I've checked the weather. There, there's no rain. It's going to be 83 degrees tomorrow. Um, it's going to be a fast track, and I think Honor AP um, could be the one to win it. So he's going to be my prediction um, in, in the, uh, for the Kentucky Derby. He's being um, ran by Mike Smith. He's the jockey. He went off the board at five to one. So let's see if I can pick one. Honor AP is who I'm going with. Okay, let's uh, let's move on. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about hockey because as I mentioned, there's playoffs going on. Hockey's also doing is having their playoffs. As I mentioned in a previous uh, podcast, with the Islanders I thought were the team of destiny in hockey and um the islanders are still in it they're looking good they're uh and they're in a, a dogfight of a uh of a um series with the flyers they, they started with a 3-1 with a 3-1 lead but now it, they the, the flyers have come back and tied it up uh three games apiece but i think the difference here is vermilov he's a hell of a goaltender uh, i think he's going to do it some of the other things that i've noticed in this series is the islanders the shots on goal have been insane. They've been hitting like 50 shots on goal here. Um, I think Hart is shell-shocked. He's come up big, but um, I, I think the Islanders offense is is still gonna dominate here. I, I look for them to move on and I'm gonna stick with my prediction of Islanders. Um, game seven excitement will be uh, tomorrow and it'll uh, be fun to watch. Now the other one are the Golden Knights. They were up three to one, but they've also Um, They've also ended up going to a Game 7 as they're playing tonight against Vancouver. And um, they started the series strong. You know, the the key to the Knights, I think, is their forechecking. Their their forechecking is superb. Um, Their defense is strong. The the big guns have been scoring. You know, you got Stone, Smith, these guys are, are scoring. But their problem is the goaltending. They're in the playoffs, and they've, really, they've got a bit of a, of a goaltending dispute. This isn't the time to decide who's going to start and who's not, and let's see if we can go with two goaltenders. Not now. You do that there before the playoffs, not during the playoffs. So I'm hoping it's not going to be the, the demise of the Knights. Everybody here in Vegas wants to see them move on to the next round. So let's hope they can do that in the Game 7 against Vancouver. Okay, let's get into fantasy football. Um, as I mentioned, that's going to be the theme. So we're going to talk about fantasy football because it's draft time. And that's right, people will be drafting all week because next week starts pro football. So this is fantasy football mania at its best. Um, all the fantasy talk radio shows, um, that, that's all they're doing. They're, everybody's listening to them. This is their highest time, of the, the biggest time of the year for them. So their ratings are going through the roof. Their ratings, sadly, are much higher than mine, but you're here to listen to it, and I can give you some other insight that you might not catch on some of those big shows that um, they get right into the heavy analytics of just the players and, and why you should choose them. I'm just going to talk general about fantasy and bring a few things, um, but as I mentioned at the end of the show, I am going to give you uh, my fantasy sleeper, so uh, hopefully uh, you'll uh, want to hear that. So. First of all, for what I've noticed, I mean, I've been in fantasy football for 10 years. It's been the big thing for the last 10, maybe even 15 years. I don't remember when I started. So I'm no different than anybody else. I'm in a couple different leagues. One of the things I've noticed, if you get into too many leagues, it becomes confusing. You start rooting for this player, then that player, then you realize, oh no, he's not on this team, he's on that team. So I've kind of trimmed it down to just one or two leagues a year um, where, you know, a lot of... People who are really into it, they've got five or six leagues, and that to me is, its you know, it, to me it's too hard and confusing. For those that can really do that, good for them. And if they can stay with it all year, good for them. It's, um, it's just a tough thing to do. So what I also want to touch on is some what I think are misconceptions in fantasy. Football, in fantasy, um, football especially in the draft time, and that is i don't know why but when it comes to draft or the, and they follow the rankings that's exactly what it is it's the rankings and we're gonna we're gonna look at some of these players here in a minute uh, on the rankings everybody goes gung-ho with running backs and, and i don't understand why but they're well again i do understand they're ranked highest but i, I think that i think that that's kind of a uh, a misconception from the standpoint that after the season gets going Especially after the first couple of weeks, the people that are putting the points on the board are your quarterbacks and your wide receivers. Because it's a running gun league, your quarterbacks, especially the ones that can scramble. It's the big play that that, that everybody, that that they're hitting. It's the 40, 50 yard um, pass plays downfield. It's the long bombs to the end zone. This is what gets points on the board in a fantasy league. So I think everybody looks at like a, you know for example if you, if you look at a Saquon Barkley who's a great player and a hell of a running back so they think oh he's he's a, a great rating person not really because he's not gonna he's not gonna get those big plays and he's not gonna find that end zone every time and he's on a team that doesn't score that many points so a, a lot of the, I think some of the misconception in fantasy is people look at, at players and they kind of lose the fact that in fantasy football, it's offense, it's points, it, the way you rack up points is the big plays and who finds the end zone. Keep that in mind as you're going through your your draft this time. Don't fall into that trap of going so deep in the running back that as your draft goes on that you kind of neglect the quarterback and the receivers. Um, uh, another thing is everybody realizes, well, you know, quarterbacks, there's 30 or 32 teams, so there's 32 quarterbacks. I every anybody can choose a quarterback. No, there, yes, there's there's that many teams and there's that many quarterbacks. There's only about five or six high ranking quarterbacks that's going to light up that scoreboard. You want to get one of those quarterbacks early. You want to get them Patrick Holmes if you're able to. You know he, he's a top one. You 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 want to you want to get a Drew Brees. You you, you want to get somebody who's going to put. You know who's going to put the points on the board? Don't just settle for, for somebody the, 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 an average quarterback. You, you want a big name quarterback. Um, let's see. Okay, now here's something else I want to talk about, and this is what I've seen in fantasy football: is um, after you know right now it's gun ho because we're getting into the we're getting into draft season, but then after everybody drafts, the season gets going. And unless you're in a money league that where you're, you know, there's when there's money on the table, it's a little different, and, and there are a ton of those, and, and uh, I understand that, how very competitive that can be. But for the people that are just doing it with your fun group from work or your friends, if you're not in a money league or a low stakes league, you know, like, like a low entry fee, like a $25 or $50 or $100 league, um, what happens after week five or six is, is half the league falls off. And why is that? because if, they're not in, if people aren't in first place, they, they have no interest in doing it anymore. And, and I think, you know, we, we, we live in the times now where it's a win, everybody wants to win, and uh, nobody can stand losing. If you're, but after week five or six, if you're not in first place, don't fall off your league. Hang in there. Um, it, I, I, you know, the way I look at it, uh, I, like I said, I've been doing it for 10 or 15 years. I I have not I have yet to win a league. I've had two runner-ups. I've been in second place twice and a third place once. And I've even gotten consolation money. But even the years that I didn't get in the in the top notch, I didn't just fall off. Um, it shows a character of the type of person you are. I stood into the end. It's not fair to the people that are having a good year if you just you know drop off and, and neglect your team and. And don't put in your, your people that, you know, if there's on a bye week, put in your subs and, and at least look at the, uh, you know, your injury list and stuff like that. It's not fair to the people that are winning. If you're, oh, I'm losing, just forget this league. Don't do that. Hang in there to the end. And um, one thing that I'll say out of every year that I played, I've never been in the bottom group. I've always been in the top, even if I haven't won one. And that's because I hang around to the end and I notice how many, so many other teams have fallen off. Um, I like to stay to the end, and um, I think it's just a better sportsmanship. So please do that. It's just a better way to look at it. So what we're going to do now is I am going to go ahead and look at some of these rankings, the players. And, and these rankings come from Fantasy Pros. And Fantasy Pros is, is the big one that DraftKings and FanDuel's use. So these rankings, and this kind of supports what I was saying, how it's a running back euphoria in the beginning. Um, as, they, as they rank these players in, in the first seven or eight rankings are all running backs. And yes, Christian McCaffrey is going to have a huge year and he's going to rack up the points. So I'm not going to say don't shine on him. But as I said earlier, people like Shaquan, Shaquan Barkley, Ezekiel Aleph, and yes, even Derrick Henry, as great as he is, and I know he's the MVP, he's not on a team that scores big points. I don't think he's going to have... He's gonna do as great in fantasy for a one, two, or three pick as say um, you know say a Patrick Mahomes or um, a Lamar Jackson, um, I, I, or even even a, a Travis Kelsey or a Kittle. I, I look for those guys to put more points on the board than a Barkley or Elliot, um, Elliott or Henry. So don't get infatuated with all the running backs just because they're ranked one through seven and feel like, oh, i got to go you know, get my running backs. I, don't have to, I can worry about my quarterbacks later. So the, the, the first seven or eight players here are all running backs, and um, I, I don't see the greatest of values in, in some of these names. Like I said, um, Chubb and Kamara, because Kamara, we'll, 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 he's on a high offensive team. You know, he's going to put your points on the board, even though New Orleans is, has a well-balanced team. And that's another thing to look at in fantasy. Look at the teams that score the points. You want to be a part of those high offensive teams. Um, those those are the those are the players that put the points on the board. Uh, stick to the teams that, that, that run up the scores, like Kansas City and Baltimore and New Orleans. These teams are high offensive. So look at the over-unders and, and kind of realize... The, you know each week as you're looking at your game and you're setting up your lineup look at the over-unders for the game if, if you got one game that's got a total of 55 points and you got another that's got a total of 40 points put your players that are in that 55 point game in instead of that 40 point game because those are going to be where your points come from and and that's just one of those things that people don't really talk about they just get too infixiated about how this player is the greatest in the world. You know, everybody's going to get fixated on Derrick Henry, what he did last year to New England in the playoffs, and, and he's the best running back. Yeah, but he's on a team that doesn't score a lot of points. So get look at your teams that have the offense. That's my advice when it comes as we go down, as I go down the list here. Um, as I mentioned, Travis Kelsey and Kittle, your tight ends, they they find the end zone. And that's what you want in fantasy. You want people who find the end zone because they put points on the board. So get a strong, get a strong, um, get a strong tight end, a couple if you're able to. Even Zach Ertz, you know, he, he's been around a while, but but he's, he's, he he finds the end zone. He's the go-to player, even if he's not on a team that scores a lot. But he's a go-to player. So find those key little trinkets that you can, as you go down the list and um, and, and and try to find them instead of those big names. Um, here's another one that sticks out is Amari Cooper. Dallas Cowboys, yeah everybody there's a big cowboy following and they love the Cowboys. They don't put a huge amount of points on, but Amari Cooper is the go-to guy on that team. Whenever there's, it's third and long it's gonna go to Cooper and there's a good possibility he's gonna find the end zone. So you got to look at the player and the team and uh, you know where, where if you look at Camara New Orleans, they've got They're four or five different weapons. Same with the New England Patriots. They've got five or six different weapons. It's balanced out. But the Cowboys, no, they don't. Cooper is going to put on yards. He is going to find the end zone. And he's going to get your points in your fantasy league. So when you're looking at your players, look at the team. Look how much um, offense it has to go with it. And then also look at, are they simply a high-scoring team? So that gives you some good insight there on, um, on, on the fantasy end, on the on the Fantasy Football League. I wish everybody the best of luck this week when it comes to drafting. Um, I, I did my draft in one of my leagues. I got another one coming up, so I, I'm into it like everybody else. It's a lot of fun, so I wanna see people have fun with it. So now, as I mentioned, I at the end of the show, I am gonna, I, I have a fantasy sleeper. And for those that have been waiting around from the beginning, I, I've been doing some research here, and um, I, I like this person. And um, going forward, I'm gonna hopefully see if I can get him into my to one or two of my teams and uh, see how he does. And that is DeAndre Hopkins. He has fallen off the radar chart because he is now an Arizona Cardinal. He's no longer in Houston, so everybody just thinks so oh, he's nothing. Ah, don't you know he's fallen to he's ranked 22 overall, and he's and in the wide receivers he's ranked number seven. Now Hopkins is a money player. Um, and the other thing about the Cardinals, as terrible as they are, they're, they're, I don't know, they're going to go, what, 5-11 or whatever? They are an offensive team. They're going to put points on the board. Heaven forbid that team ever get a defense. But they're going to put points on the board, and he's going to be the go-to guy. He's still a contract player. I look at the rest of the offense, like I said, just look at who else they got to score. Larry Fitzgerald, whom I love, but he's an old-timer. He's um, he, he's not going to be the go-to guy, so I think DeAndre Hopkins has an incredible amount of value um, and something that you might be able to pick or even pick in your leagues later down the, the instead of the first or second rounds, and, and he may even make his way to, to to the bench. So keep an eye out for um, DeAndre Hopkins. I, I think he's gonna he's got value and um, he's somebody that you uh, could do some good for you on your fantasy team. Okay, guys, I'm going to leave it at that for this week. I want to thank you for tuning in. Um, again, this is um, the Sports Comedy Show. This was another di- edition of Talk Radio. Uh, our theme was fantasy. I gave you a sleeper. If, if you like the show, you can send me emails at the Show at gmail.com. And as I mentioned, the website is now live sportscomedyshow.net. Take a look. If you like the show, tell, tell a friend so we can grow the show. Thanks and have a good day.